0: welcome to the dub sub podcast i'm thomas here with chris reporting live after a huge game five win uh, at chase center chris how you feeling man that was huge what are your th- what are your thoughts on the game right off the bat
1: The season lives on, you know, I was a little tiny part of me was hoping that the season would end. So my misery would be over, but we (laughs) live to fight another day.
0: We could move on until the draft and summer league and all that. No, we're, we're back. Uh, The Warriors refused to let the Lakers knock them out in five and,
1: you know, held down home court. That was awesome. Yeah. I mean, there was no way the Warriors were losing tonight. I mean, yeah just on the Warriors might not win this series you know it's still an uphill battle but yeah. just having some pride there's no way you're losing a gentleman's sweep on your home floor as the defending champions there, there was no shot
0: it's a team full of champions there's no way they're gonna go out sad like that
1: um, although there was yeah. some points in the game where I was like oh damn
0: yeah on the podcast that we recorded last night we predicted sort of a Warriors blowout and Hey, 15-point win. There was some garbage time at the end of the fourth quarter, but I wouldn't necessarily call that a blowout. The Lakers showed up and competed a lot more than I expected. I thought they were sort of going to mail this one in like they did against the Grizzlies in the last series when they were up 3-1, to one, but I think they know that if they give the Warriors any space to breathe, that we can take that momentum and roll with it. So we'll see where it goes from here, but... You know, credit to the Lakers, they came out, they came out and played hard.
1: Yeah, hundred um, percent. Game didn't really ever get away from the the Lakers until like the last three minutes of the game. Even in the fourth quarter the with War- like, oh yeah, the Warriors yeah. ran away with it. Um, even with yeah. four or five minutes left in the game, they were keeping it around like nine and ten. I'm like, are we really gonna see us? <laughs> lose this or you know blow another game but thankfully you know the Warriors kept making shots and got the adequate amount of stops when they needed to
0: yeah all night the Lakers were hitting some tough shots contested uh, fadeaways three-pointers at the end of the shot clock Um, especially in the first half I really thought that that's what kept them in this game I mean AD and LeBron. Were, were just going off in the first half hitting some really tough jumpers you know Draymond draped all over him Wiggins in, in LeBron's face and he hit like 3-3's three um, they, were, they were locked in to start but as we've said if the Warriors push the pace and keep the intensity up the Lakers will wear down just because AD's a really big guy and it's hard for him to play like 45 minutes at that pace and that intensity level um, nothing against him that's just That's just how he's built. And LeBron used to be able to to hang with that level of intensity, but he's 38 now. So, um, you know, if you can keep up that pressure on those guys and make them make tough shots and work really hard, I think in the long run, that's what works for the Warriors. And they came out with awesome pace. Draymond was pushing the ball up the court. Um, Guys were getting out of there and running, knocking down threes in transition. That's exactly what we need.
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, I thought Draymond really set the tone for this game today. Yeah, I don't understand why, in like this season and past seasons, he's just so passive around the rim. I know he takes pride in being like a ball mover and passing, but, bruh, like you're playing with Steph and Clay, people are going to sell out to go to them. Those shots are open all the time. I mean, he shot seven of 11, was five of five from the free throw line. Had 20 points. I mean, when Draymond scores 20 points, it's going to be really hard for any team to beat the Warriors. Um, So, yeah, I thought he really set the tone tonight. Same with Gary as well. Yeah. I mean, he didn't have a huge statistical game. I mean, 13 points is good. Four or five from the field. Got to the line five times. But he was in the dunker spot uh, exposing kind of the back end of the Lakers defense and just overall aggressive, like on the boards putting his hand and on the defensive end as well as like putting pressure on the rim.
0: Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of big performances tonight. The whole team really showed up except a couple of guys had some off nights, but great energy from the jump. I was really appreciating kind of how they came out looking like they were going to really fight this game. And We've seen in the past that they lose their energy and sort of give up. Uh, That was not the case tonight. But I was going to pose this to you. Who do you think was the MVP of the Warriors tonight?
1: Yeah. um, Obviously, Steph had a really good game, controlled the game, I thought, like eight assists, 27 points. But I thought Wiggins kind of was the player of the game. We knew we needed another person to step up. And he, I mean, he had 25 points. Seven rebounds, five assists, and great defense all night. Um, I thought he was aggressive towards the rim, so I-, I would say Wiggins. How about you?
0: Yeah, you could always give it to Steph, but I think on a night like tonight, it came down to Draymond and Wiggins as the yeah. top two for me. Wiggins was huge, I but I think Draymond was the MVP of the night. His defense all night was absolutely incredible. He was vertical on every layup that came near him, shutting down Anthony Davis in the third quarter. He was incredible. He was aggressive on the offensive end as well, put up 20 points, pushed the pace like we mentioned. So uh, he was awesome. I mean, he had five turnovers, but that's what happens when you're controlling the ball the entire game and running as fast as you possibly can. I just thought he was, yeah. he was kind of the key to the game, his aggressiveness that energy he brought. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: I mean... The Lakers are obviously good, but they're not like this huge juggernaut and uh, but neither are the Warriors, that's why it's been such a close series. Yeah. But it really feels like the Warriors just need two other players to have a good game and they have a yep. good chance of win. I mean, we saw it happen in game four. Really no one was helping Steph. There wasn't like a Yeah, you a mean cle- you
0: mean two guys besides
1: Steph to have a good Exactly, game. and we, that's because we ha- know Steph's gonna show up. And exactly, and that's what happened tonight. Like Draymond and Wiggins had a great game. You know, we we're kind of in control, control the entire game. But if Wiggins had an off game, but Clay had a dynamite shooting game, we'd be in the same position. So it's not like we need everything to go right. It's not asking too much. We really just need, you know, two other players out of the you know six or seven other players that are playing to have a great game. So, yeah, and
0: some of some unsung heroes. I thought that also had a great game where Gary Payton, like yeah. you mentioned, and then Looney off the bench was massive. I mean, he only played 20 minutes, but he brought he brought that same kind of defensive energy that we saw in the Kings series. I know he's been battling a sickness. So am I, actually. This is a flu game pod for me. <laughs> All right, uh, let's but, go. But uh, Looney, he's been battling a sickness. That's why he – that's, I guess, why Jemichael Green started – uh, game two and game three. At least that's what Steve Kerr said. They also were going for the strategic like spread the floor approach, but I really think it was the sickness that bumped him to the bench and limited his minutes. But tonight, he looked like he was back to normal, so that was great to see.
1: Yeah, 100%. Right on the money. Um, I was also just going to mention... pools you think I, of
0: Poole's game?
1: Yeah, that's where I was going next. I actually yeah. thought he had a decent game. I mean, he didn't shoot extremely efficiently, but... He definitely looked more confident than last game and the previous games, which isn't saying much because he looked like a deer in the headlights the last two games, but I thought he was decent, you know, twenty-three minutes, did some things, four assists, no turnovers, you know, made a few shots. I I got nothing to really complain about.
0: I thought his shot selection was a lot better. He did he did force up like a heat check three at one point after he hit one three that was was wide open and, and started dancing. That was, that was funny, but, but yeah, I, I agree. He had good energy. He was attacking, he was getting into the paint and kicking it out, which was really kind of stirring the drink of the offense. And he hit a couple mid range shots. I thought he played okay. Hopefully he can get hot one of these games, but otherwise, you know, you can't really ask much more of him. He's not going to be a stalwart on defense or anything. He's got to just get in there, be aggressive attack the paint and, and keep the Warriors offense running. The Warriors did have some issues with Steph on the bench. I haven't seen the plus minus for Steph on off in this game, but the Lakers, you know, it looked like the Warriors were pulling away a couple of times and when Steph went to the bench, they sort of fell apart. It reminded me of that King series. So that's yeah. something to pay attention to going forward is just the non Steph minutes now that we
1: have found a game plan that looks pretty good for the warriors and hopefully i mean looking at game six that's a must win on the road there's probably only yeah. going to be like six non-step minutes so i mean obviously that can swing the yeah. the um how the game is going but if we can yeah. just survive those six minutes i think we'd be in a, in a good place just two funny things i wanted to um bring up before we move on to game six is just <laughs> The we don't teach flopping interview from Darvin Ham <laughs> during the game was was pretty funny. And following up on that um, in his postgame interview on tonight's officiating, he said, we played the same way we always play. I don't know what a foul is anymore. Um, <laughs> Not to
0: mention before the game, Chris Haynes had a ridiculous report where he read he read a text message from a Lakers player. And it said something along the lines of, "We're not gonna buy. We're not gonna buy into Steve Kerr's comments about flopping. You know, let them bitch and complain. We're gonna lock in. And then as soon as the game's over, Darvin Ham goes up and bitches and complains right into the
1: microphone. So absolutely incredible. Is Chris Haynes like a neutral reporter during this? Does he sound like one to you? No, I mean no. Crazy i don't know i know there's you know some background dynamics where he's got um you know interests with clutch and other people but i'm like geez i haven't had him yeah i haven't heard him say any like warrior scoops or anything it's always all this he's reporting that some ex lakers are going to get rings some people are bitching (laughs) to complain it's like come on man
0: it's the middle of round two and he's reporting about how Russell Westbrook is going to get a ring if the Lakers win the championship. Ugh, what just is that report? Disgusting. I don't know. But he's, yeah. he. I tweeted this. He is the definition of access journalism, which just means he will report anything that higher-ups and stars say just to just to get it out there and stay close to them so that he's the first one to know about something. 100%. So if LeBron tells him to report that, like, He didn't feel like the Lakers came out with energy. He's going to tweet, a prominent player on the Lakers is telling me that they're not, they didn't come out with good energy and they're looking to turn that around in the next game. It's like, I know that's not journalism. Dude. Yeah. That's you're not just reporting. a
1: mouthpiece for a player yeah. <laughs> to put into the media, but that's Insane. a lot of what the, the media is these days. So the NBA um, media is ridiculous with yeah, that access it, journalism, but yeah, it's awful. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause that was getting me riled up. Uh, yeah. hundred percent. And then just two more things, I guess to touch on on this game was, you know, it seemed like LeBron tweaked his foot a little bit. Um, early in the fourth quarter or I think you see what happened
0: I kind of missed like what actually happened
1: well I know that he's playing with like kind of an injured foot I mean he's an iron man and so yoked that you can barely see that he's (laughs) dealing with anything but that's just something to note and then I think the bigger thing to note was the um, shot that AD took from Kevon Looney to the head that was pretty it's, rough.
0: It was an accident, obviously, but that was a pretty big elbow. To but players. with
1: Anthony Davis, it's hard to tell. It's like, oh yeah, so many like fake injuries, so many injuries. It's like three times in a game, you're like, damn, AD's out for the series. Oh, AD's got a season-ending injury, and then he comes back in. So
0: I yeah, don't it's really. want Boy wanna... who cried
1: wolf syndrome there. Exactly. I don't really want to think too much into it. It's just something to note that you know he was taken in the back. Apparently, he was in a wheelchair but yeah. i he's going to be playing game 6 so
0: yeah you know they they rolled him out in a wheelchair and i mean putting putting basketball aside like i just think for anthony davis's health for the betterment of of his health he should probably sit out until at least like sunday night maybe monday
1: <laughs> yeah 100% and,
0: like listen you it the, life is bigger than basketball you just got to you know put your health above all else so yeah. we don't want this okay we don't want this i, I just I'm, I'm trying to think for the best here for Anthony Davis.
1: Yeah. I you're such a good guy, man. Really, <laughs> really caring for, for AD, I but i <laughs> pretty serious. So I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just taking all those notes and moving to game six, very quick turnaround. Um, just has every game has been this series. Yeah. Game five, Friday, Friday night, traveling to LA, I would assume probably tonight after the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, game of the season. I know we said that a bunch of the times. This well,
0: they keep putting themselves in position to force a game of the season for them, but this one really is. I mean, no, yeah,
1: yeah. And you said it last podcast. I mean, obviously, if the Lakers win this, the series is over. But if the Lakers let the Warriors win on Game Six, I really think you know it's in the Warriors' hands to lose on Game Seven. That if they win this Game Six, they're in in really good position to. To move on to the next round, which would be you know a pretty big breakdown for the Lakers.
0: Yeah, this is the Lakers series to lose. It has been since they won Game Four. We came out, took took care of business at uh at home in Chase Center. I love saying taking care of business, so yeah, just wanted to get <laughs> sneak that in one time. Then now we're back to LA. The Lakers are going to be favored. The Lakers are most likely going to win if you're going with probability. Like they've got a more than 50% chance of winning, uh, you know. But the Warriors are a championship organization. They're full of fighters, and we'll see what happens.
1: I'm just glad we didn't go out in in five. I would be disgusted. No, we showed,
0: we showed. I mean, we showed our championship DNA, like they love to say. And in particular, it was the guys that you have to trust the most. It was Steph draymond wiggins has proven that he's a championship level player and clay didn't have a great night but that happens with clay he's up and down so that was mostly a great down lately but yeah yeah you know you never you never know when you're gonna get it from clay
1: though it's game six maybe it's maybe it's on friday oh i hate that that kind of discourse <laughs> but um yeah i mean just kind of quick previewing the game i think steph will obviously show up seems like draymond's kind of unlocked how he has to play he's played great defense the past uh two games so i think that will continue um i hope he's aggressive god i mean Draymond, let's go you can do it it doesn't have to just be at home if he's aggressive steph's there and we get a you know similar to even worse game from wiggins we just need one more person to to step up whether i mean it's it's most likely got to be clay
0: for me, it's the key is going to be three point shooting. Yeah. Yet again, the Warriors have been so bad at Staples Center knocking down threes, not just this series and not just this season. It's this has been a thing for multiple years now. I don't know what it is if it's like the angles in the arena are throwing them off the lighting. They don't understand how to calculate how far away the basket is, but it, it's consistent. Like it's a thing. So if, one of the two splash brothers gets hot the Warriors have a great shot if Wiggins can knock down his open threes that's huge I think we have a good game plan and you know we're looking good but it's gonna be a tough game on the road Lakers are gonna be favored this this is gonna decide the series in my mind because I think if the Warriors win game six they'll win game seven that's how it's gonna go
1: yeah and I I think you're right and it's been this story of the whole series is the three-point shooting and the free throws like tonight yeah both both teams shot the same amount of free throws they both had the same amount of turnovers um shot pretty pretty similarly from the field but the Warriors made three more threes and you know had a few more offensive rebounds but it really is if if god and I wish Steph could just show up in LA one time in his career just to maybe it's maybe it's Friday
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean that would be last
1: sweet, sweet time to do it. Last time we saw Steph in a elimination game on the road was in Sacramento and he put up fifty with a legendary performance. So, you know, might need that type of performance again. But we'll I, I think what are your what is your heart and mind telling you, um, just wrapping up here, what how this game's gonna play out. My mind
0: is telling me the Lakers are gonna wrap it up. I think they're going to get some home cooking with the fouls again. The, the refs have struggled to consistently figure out how to call these Laker games where they're flopping constantly. They're trying to draw fouls every time they go to the basket, throwing their head back, swiping oh, their arms yeah. into defenders' arms, and it's worked for them. That's how they've gotten this far. It's one of their strengths you know, if the refs decide that it's going to be a non-physical game, the Warriors are not going to win.
1: Yeah.
0: And it, the, the Lakers are more likely to get that kind of whistle at Staples Center. So we'll see pretty quickly from the beginning of the game, wh- what kind of refereeing it's going to be. Uh, and that'll determine a lot. And then again, the shooting will determine a lot. Like my heart's telling me the Warriors got this. Like, I believe in these guys. These are, some of the best players to ever play the game. They don't want to go out against LeBron again, and especially not the Lakers. You know, the the Warriors and Lakers are somewhat rivals. So my heart's telling me the Warriors got it, but my head's telling me this is going to
1: be a really tough game. Yeah, I think I agree. Um, If I had to bet my life on it, I think that the Lakers would win a close game. Um, Yeah. But I don't think it's impossible that the Warriors win. No, I got it at like, 60-40 Lakers or... Yeah, maybe. And it's kind of it's kind of fun. I mean, last time we saw the Warriors, like, with nothing to lose in an elimination game, I remember that I was really stressed out about was in 2016 versus OKC. Um, they, yeah. they did what they needed to do down 3-1. They won at home in Game 5, and then Game 6 in a crazy environment. We weren't really... Uh, confident that they'd be able to do it, and we just saw an insane clay performance. Steph was amazing that night, um so it's gonna take an effort like that, but I definitely think it's possible, and I want it to happen so we don't have to dive into off-season content and all this not great stuff. I, I want to keep this ride going. Yeah, we all
0: do, bro. We all do. Uh, huge, huge game on Friday. We'll be locked in. We'll be tweeting. We'll be, you know, talking with the community, so make sure you follow the Warriors, or sorry, the Dubs Hub Twitter account at official dubs hub. Uh, you s- subscribe to our Substack dubs hub.substack.com, and you follow us on uh, Spotify for podcasts. Um, so that'll do it. We'll get back to you guys after after the series. Actually, we're not going to pod after Game Six. We're going to see what happens. I mean, if we lose Game Six, then we'll have sort of a season recap podcast lined up but if we win then we'll wait until game seven so we'll see you then sounds good let's go